Yes, Jeffrey. Go. And and that is why you don't do drugs, kids. Welcome back. Boys and girls of every age, it's nearly Halloween. Don't go outside. Uh, Do you're listening outside. to the Big Damn Cast. Geeky gossip, nerdy news, stuff that's fit to occupy your time because that's all we have to offer nowadays. And that's mm. all we all seek nowadays. Stuff to occupy our time and distract us from the horridness of the real world. This I'm is... Chris. Manchester is not a Petri dish. Johnson? <laughs> I'm Matthew. This is a tier three podcast, Watson. Oh god. So uh, for those who don't know like my wife works in recreational retail and um you know not key worker but as part of tier 3's ruling that means that she and her business are still going to be open from uh Friday after when the new tiers take place at the time of this podcast's uh, release onto the YouTubes. Um and there are people who went in today the day after the official confirmation of the new tier system in Greater Manchester. People who went in today, customers, panic buying, recreational things. Now, I get it. Like, if you thought we were going to lockdown, you want to stock up. But they're doing it because they think the shops are closed. No clear broadcast or letter or text sent to phones everywhere has been released at any point this year, has it? Just saying, here's exactly what these things mean. It's never happened. People are having to interpret it. It's so strange. <sighs> I'm so And that's tired. my... Uh, that's my lockdown round done. Uh, we've got other shit to run about. We've got movie films and movie dreams films. and games and emails from you, lovely lot. But first off, you had a busy ass week last week. I had a busy ass week. Um, yeah. Which is Not why we didn't put out a, a normal app. Not as busy yeah. as I was expecting, but um, but busy. Yeah. Very yeah but are you ready to? Are you ready to find out what pop cultural stuff you missed? What did I miss? Well, apparently, Matt, um, yeah. are you sitting down? You are, I can see I you. Am, I'm squat. sat down. Um, I can't do this podcast. Which is good, up. I stand up all day, Chris. Yeah, we, we do this podcast over Skype because, as Matt reminded me beforehand, we shouldn't do it over Zoom because bad things happen on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> Ter- terrible things. Oh, Penis just, things. I'm sorry, I just had my camera on. I didn't realise I still had my camera on. I was still in this fucking conference call. Oh, God. Uh, isn't it weird how somebody fighting for the democratic opinion or at least holding truth to power side of journalism within the States always fucks up in a really embarrassing way like two weeks before the uh, elections in the United States? It's really weird. It's really weird how that timing seems to happen. People are bad. So people bizarre. are not good. People are... Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about not good people and political stances in a bit. But what, what you missed, Matt, is confirmation i shit you not matt confirmation that spider-man 3 aka spider-man 3 2 um the final solo tom holland um spider-man movie that's part of the mcu for now and one of the two films left on the new deal extension which includes this movie and an appearance in a team-up mcu movie for his spider-man oh no it's got two new two new cast members no, no, here's, here's me out, son. Here's me out. Is it, is it Pinky and Perky? It's got perky? two new cast members, man. N- no. <laughs> it's not Pinky it... and the Brain, either. Although the Animaniacs teaser is out, and it's really funny. It's, is it it's, Bill it's, and... it's the bit in Jurassic Park. 
where they see the brontosaurus for the first time, but instead they see the Warners and they get really excited. Is it uh, Bill and Ben? It's the not Bill and Ted. Then? It's not Bill and Ben. It's not. It's not. Um... <laughs> it, it's it's more exciting than that, Matt, and it's definitely real. Um, joining Tom Holland in Spider Man Three working title. Um, let's call it Spider Man Three Home Stretch. Uh, in Spider-Man 3, joining Tom Holland in the cast are former Spider-Men, Tobey Maguire, and Andrew Garfield. I'll believe it when it shits in the litter. Well, you don't have to wait that long, because not four days after that went out onto the internet, fueling these rumours that Sony are doing a live Spider-Verse with their first Spider-Man, which we talked about about last time saying it would be a lot of bullshit. What is the point? Why do that? No, you oh, yeah, talked Amy about Pascal. it while I slowly banged my head yeah. against the table. Well, Amy, Amy Pascal and Avi Arad are like, that film did well. We just do it again, but in live action. Completely negating what people would like to see, but going off of the hype train reaction of going, huh, more of this? Not four days after several big news sites talked about contract negotiations have begun for Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, this and the other. Sony Pictures had to put out their own statement saying, Hi, everyone. We're excited about your enthusiasm, but this isn't true. It's not real. But they would say that. Well, we've talked on the show before about how Sony seemed to leak things and then based on the reaction, do them. They are a leadership. Like, lean into the reaction. So it's entirely possible that this was an idea... And it's it's some weird production politics. Some mm. higher up person who thinks this will make all the money mm. has gone. Um, do you know what? Let's see if people react to this. And then the people in the creative like story room or whatever who don't want to hear about it or think it's a stupid idea will have to consider it because look at the reaction it got. Here's the it's thing. Not a great I way love Spider Man. It's not a great way to make films. I like Spider Man. I really enjoy the Tobey Maguire trilogy. I think Andrew Garfield uh, deserved a better punt at the franchise. Mm. Um, I, I, uh, uh, I don't want this. <clears throat> and anybody who was excited about it, think about it. Do you really want this? Because if you want to watch Tobey Maguire play Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield play Spider-Man, put on a movie where they play Spider-Man. Unless it's an Andrew like, Garfield I just one, don't see the... Yeah, well, watch Amazing Spider-Man, but like be doing something else at the same time. <laughs> and maybe put um, maybe put Amazing Spider-Man 2 on in the background with the sound off, like it was a TV in the lobby of a reception area. Mm. That kind of vibe. Definitely. You know? Definitely. It's, very pretty to, it's very pretty to look at. And it'll get you through that way. Um, yeah, it's interesting how we're now... Because there is no film news... <clears throat> and not many things are happening. I mean, according to Tom Holland, Uncharted wrapped a week ago. Hmm. And Spider-Man begins filming next month. So, hmm. yeah, safe, you know, safety measures are being put in place. Jurassic World 3 is being held up as like the the perfect example of, of how films can film in the age of COVID at the moment and all the safety measures they're taking um like they've they've stalled production twice because of mm. uh brief scares of there being uh positive cases on set well the batman is, for a week is at a time. currently resumed production in liverpool it has indeed well yeah in fact 
Um, if you want to see some exclusive on the scene footage, <laughs> go to our go to our Twitter account at Big Damn Cast because lovely friend of the show Danny Sim, who, who's a handsome boy with tall hair and big dreams, um, was in Liverpool and did a little bit of, did a little bit of filming. He posted some pictures of his own account, but he, he sent me uh, a video. He said, "Do you want to pop this up on Big Damn? I think it might be worth people seeing." Of a cheeky little, cheeky little billboard, like an electronic billboard that's up in Gotham, aka Liverpool, um, <clears throat> that gives a hint as to who a villain may be. But uh, we're not, not going to talk about it. Go look at the Twitter account and reply to the tweet if you've not seen it. Um, but yeah, it's the Riddler. No, there might be someone else. But anyway, um, things are filming. It's happening. Yeah. Stuff is going on. So. If Spidey 3 is indeed about to shoot next month and all pre-production has been done and solidified and all that jazz on it, then why would anyone be trying to stoke this rumour of there being several other Spider-Men appearing in the movie? Because it'd either be too late well, it'd either be too late or it's some of that sloppy, sloppy filmmaking we've seen from other franchise films in recent years where during the pre-production and during the shooting they go... And Thingy's going to be in it. They've just signed to be in it. Because um, usually if you're going to be told who's in a film, you're told before it starts filming to yeah. get hype generated for, oh, I'll look out for that. Yeah. Um, or it's revealed in the trailer and you go, oh my God, I didn't know they were attached to this. That's great. Um, but some productions across the last few years, like your Fast and Furiouses and sort of big franchisey things that have a lot of money to throw around, have added cast members during the shoot uh which is so bizarre to think mm. of um because that either means negotiations have gone right up to the wire or they were still casting whilst like the pre-production was ending which it should be done by then it should absolutely be done by then the negotiations um, have gone right to the shit yeah and also a lot of the time negotiation news leaks because again some bigwig at the studio wants to see what the reaction is because yeah. either the star's not playing ball and they want to be like, but look at how much people want to see this. Or because they've picked somebody, the director or casting director is like, no, we want to go with someone else. But then the bigger person leaks the, oh, somebody's in negotiation for this. And we'll use the reaction as like a bargaining chip and go, you should cast them, see how people reacted to it, etc., mm. etc. Et it's a load of bullshit. And it's just, once again, confirmation that my favorite superhero's third outing is mired in bullshit. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. Just give us one story where we find out Everything's the Mysterio bluff at the bullshit. end of the last film. Have it to the Mysterio bluff at the end of the last film. Only Peter saw that in his lenses because he's wearing a tech suit. Give us that and have Doesn't it be, it... right, the big scare of it has freaked me out. I need to go on the down low. Goodbye, everybody. And off effects. Don't you and... see it? Don't you see MJ react to it? No. The only reaction to see, you see to the reveal of his name is it cuts back to him going, holy shit! And then it goes back into the credits. I'm. I think you need to double check that. I'm not sure you're right. Oh, no. Ev- everyone's, rea- everyone's reacting to this thing where they're going to reveal the identity of spider-man but after you see like the shot of his his passport photo or whatever it only goes back to peter that's hmm because to me convoluted to me to me that's how you could make it work because then only he saw it um because 
Mysterio's lost Lavin in, Stark Tech stuff or whatever, they're going to hold his identity to ransom and he really goes on the down low. He has to play it down low. Or, because we know that Benedict Cumberbatch is now involved in the movie, you do a bit of the modern Spider-Man thing where Doctor Strange gets involved and wipes everybody's recollection of the reveal of the identity. Either way, I want it so that Peter's like, this got too big, this is terrifying, I just wanted. I just want to save people, that's it. So we can have a, 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 a pulled back... Spider-Man fights a villain and it's a simple ass plot and no big end of the world shit again. That's what I want. Hmm. The Ant-Man movies have, I mean the Ant-Man movies have cosmic um uh sort of uh cosmic threats but they don't feel cosmic. Like Ant-Man Ant-Man 2 does cuz it's all about like reality and shit being pulled apart, but it's like they feel small scale, pun completely intended, and hmm. that's really refreshing. Like it it works yeah. as a result and feels unique. Yeah. Um, and and I want more of that. That's all I want. That's all I freaking want. Just give me that. Give me a thing like Black Panther. Obviously, there's a great weight to everything that's happening in the finale of that movie. But ultimately, like the evil plan is stopped before it happens. Yeah. Like it's stopped at the source, meaning that it's still kind of the stakes are high, but it still feels contained and not like another end of the world scenario. Mm-hmm. And I just you know I want to. Uh, I don't want Spidey in space. Nick Fury's already berated him for that, and it was hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, I just... Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I don't want any of this. And if you're listening to this and you think you want to see those two people return to the role of Spider-Man, you don't. <laughs> you don't want to see that. You think you do, but you don't. Now, if they appear in Spider-Verse 2, if we end up with, like, ten Spider-People in a sequence, and two of them are the Maguire and, and uh, Garfield incarnations, great! Brilliant! I'm all for that. That's fun. What it's if animation, you can play with it. Toby Maguire can still be... No, no, no. Don't go that far. No, no, no. No, 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 Why no, no. Why not? No. Because I don't want to see 45-plus 40, uh, angry, drunk, shitty poker player Toby Maguire as Spider-Man. I want to see the Spider-Man from those movies that I know and love and spent time with. That is you the Spider-Man from now. those movies. That's That's the trajectory he was on. You just didn't get to see it because Spider-Man 4 never happened. Release the Spider-Man 4 cut. Oh, Jesus Christ. What? Some storyboards. <laughs> remember. Some music. Remember. Some storyboards cut to a Danny Elfman score. Remember when somebody turned around and said, and it might have been the person who, I don't know, directed the fucking film, turned around and said, oh, yeah, yeah, my cut of the film is done. It's done. It's all done. It's ready to go. We just need to do some post-production and then and then then release it and, and then it's done. Oh yeah, but I need to do all this additional photography. <laughs> imagine, imagine if that seven. Imagine if that seventy million imagine. had been given to movie theaters in the US during this difficult time. Imagine in, into a pot to help them survive. Imagine if that had happened. Just but imagine. No. no. That's what Gal Gadot and friends did. Speaking of celebs rallying around other celebs uh, in an attempt to... Oh, here we go. ...do something, I guess. Uh, this week, uh, it was revealed that a bunch of celebs were going to take part in a uh, like Encourage to Vote live stream event, uh, including a slew of Marvel stars like Scarlett Johansson, Mark Ruffalo... Zoe Saldana, like a few of them were rocking up because some of them have been very vocally passionate about politics and very anti-Trump and, yeah. 
you know, it, it's like, I'm surprised Dave Batista is not involved in it. He is the best anti-Trump tweeter <laughs> out there. Here's the thing. If, if you two think Trump's a shit, a shit sack, follow Dave Batista just to see like his political tweets. If you like Trump, one, I'm sorry, there will be the help you need eventually <laughs> one day when our medical practitioners can figure it out. But if, if you, you know, if you genuinely stand by your, your vote and support in him, you should have that sense of humor enough, apparently, to like it when people burn other people. Sick burn. Oh, that's great, because that's what your beloved Mr. T does all the time. <laughs> so if you like that, you should follow Dave's account. And even if you don't agree with him, just enjoy the enjoy the the construction of his sick yes. burns. Um, but of course, you'll be offended by them because you're a big fucking snowflake. You know that thing you like to call everyone else? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the point is. Um, Oh, don't. I tweeted about the tier three stuff on Twitter this week. Great Manchester stuff. And every account that had something to say in response to me that was either bullshit or just reactionary anti my point without actually arguing the point. All of them had either a Union Jack or an England flag in their username. And I'm like, great. Now I've got a list of people to mute. <laughs> Fantastic. Just mute oh my God. With, there must be an option to, be, to mute people with that in their username. I hope so. Just what a bunch of racist pricks. Anyway, the point is, wasn't even talking. No, wasn't even talking about race, and yet all the racist Twitters decided to be the ones to respond, which says a lot about uh, who supports our current government. Anyway, moving on. Um, uh, yeah. So this went down, and a few people noticed that. Oh, Chris Evans is involved. Oh, Chris Hemsworth is involved. I mean, you know, not American, but obviously wants to help with this this vote drive and does a lot of work in America. And. Chris Pratt wasn't involved. Now, I found this unusual that everyone was pointing this out because, yeah, there was a shitload of other people from the Marvel franchises that weren't involved. Loads of them. There was only about six, seven of them. Yeah. It wasn't like they all turned out and Chris was the only one who didn't. But it's down to the fact that Chris Pratt uh, has expressed before that he is uh, a devout Republican. He's never said anything... Um, overtly yes i am a supporter of trump mm. but there's also been many a time where something's gone on in the news in relation to like uh you know a, a democratic representative um being in the wrong light or being critiqued and pratt has done a social media post that doesn't directly acknowledge it mm. but alludes a sense of like yeah beware the wolves in sheep's clothing everyone sort of hinting more so than anything else that he's very anti-democrat like not he's not a republican and that's that he's a republican who is anti-democrat yeah which would suggest he's very much part of the cult of personality version of american politics um so add to that the fact that ellen page called him out last year over his financial support of his branch of a church that he joined in LA about six, seven years ago, whose main sort of call to notoriety as a church is that they are pro um, conversion therapy. They are very anti LGBTQ uh, and several big name celebrities who are hugely Christian attend them, including the likes of Justin Bieber, who also, fund money for them, raise money for them at fundraisers, donate to these churches. Now, Chris Pratt, when confronted about this by Ellen Page uh, last year, 
again, didn't name her, but he put a post out saying, I've recently been accused of this, that, and the other. And he's like, you know, no church is like that. You know, it's all about love and acceptance and people shouldn't, you know, like throw around accusations like that. It's not on quotes a Bible verse, which he does in every single one of his captions, like, you know, peace and love by everybody. But it is, it's very, it's very telling that instead of just saying, hi, I want to uh, address the thing that Ellen Page mentioned about my support of the church. Um, I would never be anti-LGBTQ. I would never believe in conversion therapy. Um, here's why I attend this church. Here's the good work that they do. It's all a misconception um, about the church and myself. But he didn't do that. No. He just said, religion's about love and this, that, the other. And it's like, yeah, but your church has a proven track record of supporting these hateful causes. It's just not a good look. It's just, it's just weird. It's, it's, it, oh God. Like, it's just so bizarre. So, of course, the world has, and we've, we've sort of been a bit like this. Ever since we found out about that church, we were like, Ooh, yeah, not a fan of that yeah. guy. Not a fan of that guy. That's pretty shitty. Like, can, can admire his performances and enjoy his performances, but it's just like, there's not going to be any like, oh, Chris Pratt's the best. It's going to be, yeah, Chris Pratt was really good in that. And that's kind of where we draw the line with our admiration of him, his craft rather than the human. Mm. Um, uh, unlike, say, Dave Batista, where a minute ago, I was like, no, Dave Batista's freaking great. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's great, and he's great in things. <laughs> you ain't going to be hearing that from us about Pratt. It's going to be, oh, Pratt was really good in that film. And that's the end of the statement. Yeah, mm. um, that's, that's all we're doing. This has been made extra weird, because, of course, the internet then started making jokes about who their favourite Chris is, and, like, which yeah. one of these Chris's is the worst? And it's just the four Chris's of Hollywood are <laughs> Evans, Hemsworth... <laughs> Uh, Pine and Pratt, and and the, the the meme has been, of course, that everyone's selecting Pratt as the worst yeah. one, and all this that and the other. Um, the the general consensus is that society has evolved beyond the need for Chris Pratt. Like, yeah, it's, it, now we, we, we've <laughs> we've gone beyond. Like we've we've got enough Chris's. We and... get it. Like we get it. He he was chubby, funny guy. Now he's hot, funny guy. We get it. The joke is done. Good night, sweetheart. The like, joke done it. is done. Cat uh, Dennings tweeted, uh, nothing but respect for my Chris with yes. a lovely picture of Chris Farley. Yes. Yes, which I thought was super fucking classy and funny considering, yep. like, you know, she knows uh, she knows at least uh, two of them and, like, is a co-star of one of them. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, fuck it. Fuck mm. it. Chris Farley's my Chris. Night, everybody. Um... Rest in peace, Chris Farley, you beautiful, beautiful would-be Shrek. Um, anyway, uh, enough footage of that is out on the internet now where you can basically like hear most of the original cut of Shrek with his voiceover before the plot was heavily changed and millions were spent on the re-recording twice to put Mike Myers in it. I'm just talking about uh, Matt's favourite movie, everybody, Shrek. You should see the look on his face. He's so happy to, to be talking about Shrek right now. Yeah. You're such a Lord Farquaad. Anyway, the point. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. So, 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 so this 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 suspicion of Pratt's non-involvement being a confirmation of his Trump support. Because um, again, a lot of a lot of big name Republicans who aren't noted dickheads daily, um, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, former Republican governor of California have been coming out and saying, yeah, the country's life, the country's soul is in danger here. Yeah. Vote for Biden this year. Yeah. Like, you can, you can, in four years' time, if you feel they're doing the wrong thing, great. 
but they will not be doing anywhere near the wrong thing that this current arsehole is, vote Biden. Um, the fact that Pratt is very, you know, outwardly political, but never specific about his politics, yeah. but his non-involvement in this event, which is not vote for Joe centric, it's about voting, but a lot of the people involved in it are big Democratic supporters, suggests that he's definitely, you know, he's he's a Trumper. He's a Trumper, or he, he's at least a complicit Republican who's just letting it all slide. He's like, yeah, um, sure, sure, whatever. It's like, no, 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 no. Well, wrong side of history, mate. It might go a little deeper than that. Well, it could, it could, because, well, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get to the tag on this because this is nuts. Yeah. But he, um, so that that span into the meme of not my Chris. Yeah. Like the whole. Who's the best Chris thing came out of the back of that as people's way of basically going, well, fuck that guy. This is my favorite of the Hollywood Chris's and la, 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 la. Chris O'Donnell. Statement. Statement came out. Oh, lovely Chris O'Donnell. Oh, I love him. Um, oh, someone must care for the boy, Master Bruce. The 35-year-old boy. Um, so, uh, yesterday, a few have... Uh, a few Marvel co-stars of Chris Pratt's came out in his defense, including uh, not Marvel co-star, but his his wife, uh, the daughter of former Governor Schwarzenegger, um, uh, released a statement basically saying, hey, stop bullying Chris Pratt, everybody. Oh, be nice to Chris Pratt. It's, it's, it's not fair to pick a favorite, Chris. At no point do they bring up the pub, the the politics side of this, which nope. means they're all just responding to the meme, which means they're all going, oh, stop it. And this is including Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, who's usually a lot more aware than this. Yeah. Um, are basically saying, stop bullying Chris, everyone. Like, that's not fair. So where were you during, like, the early days of Chadwick Boseman's abuse? Mm. Where were you guys when Brie Larson was being attacked on the daily for about two years where are we all now when like the stars of the upcoming disney plus shows who were all you know like aside from the three we know about all the future ones prominently non-white performers are being lambasted already despite the fact one of them being a literal child do you want to do you want to step in and say something about that because you seem to be ready to defend chris pratt from a simple online troll meme and yet you're also unaware of why that meme started in the first place. Are you kidding me? Well, it's very let me, strange. Let me tell you a bit more about the history of Chris Pratt. Tell me about the history of the former Mr. Farris. There's a wonderful uh, thread put by put together by at Sadwitches on, uh, yeah. on Twitter. At Sadwitch That's my, with a Z. My favorite, favorite order from Subway yeah. is the Sadwitch. Um, and she says... Chris, why Chris Pratt reminds me of one of those nice, in scare quotes, guys who are really not nice. Mm. And we have a picture of him with his wife wearing a Don't Tread On Me shirt. A um, anecdote from his mouth of when he was filming uh, a scene in Parks and Rec where he answers the It's supposed to be, he knocks on the door, they answer it, and he's naked. Yeah. Um... That's the joke. That is the gag That's within the gag. this fiction. Yeah. Uh, this is quote from Chris Pratt. We were shooting a scene where my character turns up naked at my co-star's door. I was wearing skin-colored underwear and I wasn't get quite getting quite the right reaction I was hoping for. It was late in the day, so I decided to improvise and drop my trousers for the take. Her reaction was great, and it's the take they used. Then I got a letter from NBC's HR department that said, 
There is a protocol about nude scenes. This is not a joke and you're being reprimanded and you can't go around telling people like about this like some kind of joke. And there he is so, telling them about it like some kind of joke. Re- reprimanded I mean, by the network, which is unusual. Like They don't tend to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, even if his co-stars and the crew on that day, even if every single person in that room was like, yeah. oh, no, honestly, it was, it was funny. We were all fine with it, honestly. The fact that there was a set protocol and yeah. nobody said... Hey, that means that everyone in that room, including people who knew about the protocol, just encouraged him and didn't yeah. give a shit. Which means um, he he committed a weirdly a weird act of of sexual exposure. Yeah, that even if everyone was fine with it, at least one person in authority should have gone. You're not actually allowed to do that because of these rules. And they did, but so after the don't fact. do that. Yeah, after yeah. they already used so, the take, so that's kind of after the fact. Um, yeah. So that's weird. That's that's weird. Twitter Very follows weird. include far right figures such as Dan Crenshaw and Ben Shapiro, um, oh, and uh, Turning Point USA. Uh, no, and uh, Preg U. Ah, <sighs> uh, he. Of course, there is the uh, support of the famous oh. Hillsong Church, which is famously. Yeah. Um, anti-LGBTQ. Um, yeah. <laughs> which an explosion for the church said, uh, the w- welcome, uh, the senior pastor, um, Brian Houston of, of the church said that said, the church welcomes all people, but does not affirm all lifestyles, including the gay <laughs> lifestyle. Um, oh Christ. Sorry, sorry, no. He wouldn't approve either. And this is like... And then he uses... When he's talking about... When he's defending the church on one of his Instagram posts, he uses the Bible quote. He uses John thirteen thirty four, which is... Jesus said, I give you a new command. Love one another. This is what guides me in my life. He is a God of love, acceptance, and forgiveness. Hate has no place in my or this world. But we don't affirm the gay, gay lifestyle. Um, yeah. Uh, he... The way he talks about and treats animals. Yes. Um, yeah. There's a story about like one of his and Anna Faris's pet dogs from years ago. Um, like after their marriage ended f- being found on the streets. Yeah. Like knackered and malnourished. Yeah. And, they were... and the only reason they know it's his, is it was his former dog is because the chip. Anna like, Faris was, she was, was fined $5,000. Because they adopted a, a chihuahua and then um, abandoned it. Yeah. Like, so, what the fuck? What um, the fuck? And even before that, they... Uh, <laughs> it came down to, oh, we can have this cat, which is, which is sick, or we can have a baby. We can't have both. So they got rid of the cat. Um what? They rehomed the cat. They didn't put it down, but okay. Jesus Christ! But um, still, what a weird again, thought process. It's a cat. Again, I have two. You have two. They mostly take care of themselves. The, you're basically their caregiver and, and like person who takes care of them. Apparently, you, it you're was not, a, you're not with them all every hour of the day. You could be the, out of your house for twenty hours and your cat will be fine. Apparently, the cat was oh sick, so it needed like it was incontinent and stuff. But even so, like you can do both. Yep. But then, um, why would you take that cat in in the first time? In first place. If you guys have that busy kind of lifestyle where you can't do that, that's just being purposefully negligent to the cat. That is... Oh, God. Uh, Oh, God. Also, he loves guns. 
Yes, he does. And he loves Which hunting. Which is always the sign of a stable person. He's got about 30 or 40 guns. Mm-hmm. He bought Anna Faris, his wife at the time, a gun in the event that a crazy person comes to their house while he's in Louisiana and necessitates her, in his words, blowing their fucking brains out. This is That's from an Esquire interview. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes yeah. this, this is a great like, fucking... i mean i mean the, there are democrats in the states who are still pro second amendment but they don't openly brag or talk about guns because uh, they they believe in the second amendment purely on the basis of security yeah which is still as, as citizens of the uk we can't fucking even fathom the logic of it at all well the, another but quote that's an- because we haven't grown up being told we need one because otherwise someone else on the street will have one this is another but, like, quote from the yeah the- uh, Esquire, Esquire interview. Um, Pratt believes in firearm regulation, background checks, and preventing guns from falling into the hands of the mentally ill. He explains population control and hunting licenses and tags and the virtues of eating what you kill. It all makes sense, but it also feels kind of like when Dexter explains that he's a good serial killer because his victims are rapists and murders. Really? This guy just likes to kill shit. Um, yeah, that sounds unhinged. Again, again, another quote, another quote from Chris Pratt. The thing inside me that drives me to go out and hunt is very animal, but the remorse, emotion, and respect I feel, and the closeness to God that I feel when I'm out there, is my humanity. It's an opportunity for me to explore what parts of me are animal, and what parts of me are human. No, it's a human being at a safe distance using a high-powered machine of death that is designed just to kill or severely wound when fired improperly. Um, It's a human being using that to kill an animal that's going about its business in a world where a shitload of animals... Yeah, like, oh, Jesus, look at him looking all happy over a dead freaking deer. What a prick. I don't even think that's a I think that's like a... I don't know. I don't know what that is. An unfortunate thing that met Chris Pratt, unfortunately. Because it's in a world where, like, hundreds of thousands of animals are killed on the daily for food. So, why? 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 I, I, def- I eat whatever I kill. I'm not just killing senselessly. Cool, but, like, hundreds of thousands of animals are already dying for food. So, why are you adding to the pile? What's the point? Like, that's surplus. You're creating waste. Mm. By going out there... Like, all the people who are like, oh, I only hunt... Like, if you're out in the middle of no fucking nowhere, and that is how you eat, sure, completely understand it. It's how you provide for you and your family or your group. Sure. Makes sense. He's a wealthy celebrity living in LA. Like, millions of dollars of food waste will be thrown out every day. <laughs> like, he can go and get animal meat. He can go and buy it from a store. Mm-hmm. Just what is the logic? It's getting in touch with my animal side. Why? Why? Because I thought God didn't celebrate carnality. He didn't sell like the whole point of of the Bible is it's teaching you to be the best person you can be according to you know God. Like, so why are you out killing shit? Well, it's in the Bible. It says yeah, because back in the Bible they didn't have fucking abattoirs mass producing producing hamburgers. What is your what is your fascination with this thousands of year old book? Where you have to stick to it so strictly. There are practicing but not, Christians. Though. Not not because they Well, yeah. It <sighs> Well, yeah, because he because he, he he allegedly um had an affair with his now wife, which is why he yeah. got married to her after leaving Anna Faris. Yeah. Um 
the the hypocrisy of American Christians is so bizarre. It is so bizarre. But that's what I'm saying. Like there are Christians and Catholics and and, and Protestants and, and people who practice religion, uh, you know, Western religions out in the world, and people who practice religions from all around the world, who don't stick like ink stroke for ink stroke to the mm. words in that book. They use it as a guide, as a way to sort of be better people or be better to their fellow man. But even the people who but they don't who they don't it. take every word in it completely literally. And then you have these sort of motherfuckers who go, I'm just doing what the Bible says. And because of the way America is as a country, about 70% of it goes, yeah, they've got a point. Go God. Woo. But they're not doing what the Bible says. But they're not exactly. And the Bible spake unto Pratt, thine shall buy 40 firearms and kill a deer for Instagram. Yeah. It's like, what? It's It's just, it's no good. Uh, It's not a good look. No. No, it is not. It's just... uh, and I guess Ugh. you know there is the, there is the <clears throat> the the whole argument of oh no you you quote unquote cancelling somebody because you you disagree with them it's like well no like there are ideological and political lines being drawn and mm. on one side of those lines is uh, a sort of an ideological place where people don't matter and uh, LGBTQ uh, IA plus people don't matter or just straight up don't exist, um, where oppression is key, where, you know, the it's all about the least people, make the fewest people making the most money possible. And then the other side of that line is socialised healthcare and... Mm you know trying to end homelessness and trying to uh end world hunger it's not a can we just stop like pretending people on the right side and i mean the political right side like are not monsters can we stop with that can we just stop with the uh with the with sort of manners and the the etiquette and the um, sort of politeness, and just stop pretending that it's not inherently immoral to not want the world to be a better place for everyone in it. C- can we just like <laughs> why does that exist as a notion? Ah. We can make the world better for everyone. No, we can fuck everyone. Like, they're not. There's clearly one of those that is the better option for all the people on the planet. And yet, we keep excusing people who are like, nah, fuck everyone. Fuck people's rights. I don't want other people to have rights. Why? Because they sleep with men and they're men. That makes no sense. I don't care. I want it to be true. Just can we just not look at those people and go, oh, they just disagree with me. That's an actively harmful point of view. That's an actively mm. harmful idea. Yeah. Um, like gender essentialism, like and being quote unquote gender critical, like fucking our favorite uh, wizard author. Um, like he. he <laughs> 
She sorry, sorry. Could you could I edit that statement? Uh, like a wizard author, like, we've spoken about. Like a wizard author, we've spoken about. Like, if we're talking favorite wizard author, like I'd like to keep Mr. Pratchett away from this conversation yeah. completely. Thank yeah, you very fair. Much. Actually, yeah. Now you mention it. Um, but but Mr. Pratchett was not limited to wizards. Although he That's did true. he did That's write true. many great wizards. He wrote he wrote some damn fine wizards with wizards in. <laughs> sometimes wizard was even spelt correctly. <laughs> he was not solely a wizard author, um, but it, it's it, it's at we're at the point now where it's like, why give them a pass? Yeah, why like, are we giving these people a pass? It, yeah, it, these people are public figures and they want to have these views. They have to own up to them. Hmm. And I guess, oh, that's easy for you to say. You're not a public figure. Well, one, yeah, don't I fucking know it. And two, I will stand by my beliefs. Because I believe I believe in making in in the world being a better place for everyone. And I'm tired of pretending that not wanting that is okay. Because at that point, you're just being selfish. Hmm. And, like, what is the point in chasing personal wealth at the expense of other people's health or the planet? Like, you can't fucking take it with you. You just want to be king of the fucking ashes after everything's burnt down. It's, what's the point? We've got to try and leave something for the people that come after us. That's the only kind of legacy we have. So trying to pretend that this uber destructive right and people are saying center right, it's not center right, it's far right. Uh far right is becoming center right. Um we've got to stop like letting people off the hook. And yeah, oh you're gonna create a a, a single idea, you're gonna be punishing people for thought crimes, you're gonna stop people having ideas and having differing points of view. Points of view are actively harmful to people. I think you... You're being neglectful by allowing those things to go unchallenged. I'm not saying you can forcibly change people's... You can't forcibly change people's minds. Some people's minds are never going to change. But you just let people off the hook with harmful ideas is just going to... Oh, who decides what's harmful? Well, it's harmful to someone else, isn't it? It's, 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 it's an idea which is going to create a situation in which other people are harmed. Like, just... It's not fucking difficult. The only... The only thing... That a tolerant society cannot tolerate is intolerance. And that if we don't... Yeah. We, it's the only way we're going to move forward! And, and yes, that includes calling out actors for having bad opinions. Like, I know, it seems inconsequential, but you know what? Little victories. Like, yeah. I've, I have done and said some things in my past that I'm not proud of, that I no longer believe. And if confronted with those, I will happily turn around. Well, not happily, it depends what it is. Turn around <laughs> and say, you know what? I fucked up. I was wrong. I've worked to better myself. But to just sort of double down and not address it, it shows either a sense of cowardice because you don't want that confrontation or 
a sense of shame because you know you're wrong. Deep down, maybe not even openly, but deep down somewhere, you know you're wrong. And you know that the things you do and believe are harmful to people. But you don't acknowledge it. You can't acknowledge it because if you acknowledge it publicly, then that means you have to acknowledge it privately. And some people just lack that sort of that's that sense of self-awareness. I mean, look at Donald Trump. There is, there is, there is a man who can be said to have zero capacity for self-introspection um, and self-awareness. And even if he knows on some level that the things he's doing are wrong, he can't confront that within himself. So, yeah. Let's stop going saying easy is, on people. You're not going to see Jurassic World 3. Oh, uh, well, I mean, no fucking rush. <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing, like, People in any position of of um, of privilege who have those who are listening to them and look into their words and interested in in you know what they're going to do next as a project or what they have to say their opinion on stuff. Like if you if they say something shitty, if you disagree with something they say, you can just choose to not support them going forward. Yeah, that's true. That's not that's not cancel culture, ladies and gentlemen. That's you as a human being making oh, a decision. Fucking hell, cancel culture is such an erroneous to like cancel culture doesn't actually hurt anyone. It's again, it's 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 the it's the incredibly um self-righteous right uh who think the left get offended all the time yeah. deciding that the left have somehow weaponized um opinions into something that can harm someone's livelihood and are uh scared slash frightened that it's going to happen to them so fight back against cancel culture it's like right well hang on for starters you can't say the left are the perpetually offended and be offended if people call you out on some bullshit but also don't or don't buy your things slash watch your stuff slash fund your projects anymore because you've said something that's upset people you can't be offended and mock people for being offended. No. That's not how this works. You, I mean, Secondly, you saw, you... cancel culture doesn't exist. No. It's a fucking meme. It is internet terminology for people no longer wanting to support a public figure be- based on shitty actions or opinion they've put out into the world. They can choose to put their shitty actions and opinions out into the world, and that means they have to live with whatever those consequences are. Ah, if those mm. consequences of people disagreeing with them and not wanting to support their stuff, i.e., the J.K. Rowling anti-trans statements and and movement essentially around her that's generated this year has yep. resulted in me not wanting to ever purchase anything that would give her money. That's my decision. I'm not walking up to her freaking house and going, Joanne, you're cancelled. You're I'm just cancel- not going to spend money on her anymore. Oh. And that's the other thing too. That's the other thing too. Uh, call out, debate. Uh, and and fight against actively shitty things, absolutely. But don't harass the individual, because to me that makes it seem like they're some kind of martyr. They feel like they're in a fight for their lives. So if you also like myself and like many of the lot I know are listening to this, think that Chris Pratt is likely a shitty human being. Do you know what? Seems it. Don't go onto his account. Don't go onto his accounts and tell him he's a shitty human yeah. being. Unless unless he uses his opinions to attack people, punching down people who are in less of a privileged platform as he is. 
don't use your time to harass him, shit it's not on worth him, it. attack people who are defending him, even like unless of course they're getting unnecessarily up in your face and you have to say right, piss off, and here's why. Like, don't do it because then they feel martyred, they feel justified in their opinion, they feel like yeah. they're fighting back against a sea of deniers. Cancel culture is not a physical or even like tactical thing. Mm-hmm. It's just. <laughs> Loss of revenue for shitty individuals is a result of them being shitty and non-shitty people going. And it's not yeah, I don't even want to give them money anymore. It's not even really a loss of revenue, uh, isn't it? Isn't it amazing how J.K. Rowling's enormous fortune disappeared overnight when she was quote unquote cancelled? <laughs> I mean, I yeah, know they did, a, they did a thing, didn't they? Like revenue of of like one part of her revenue, like like uh, part one part of her revenue stream a few months after it really kicked off this year show that there had been like a 10% decrease in profit. Oh, no. But that's, but that's exactly, that's still like 10% of billions. 10% like, of she, all of it. She ain't hurting. She no. really isn't hurting. Um, so, because everyone always goes about like, oh, she, she does, she's done wonderful things for charity. And that may be so. And the money she's given to charity will benefit people. And that in itself, can't take that away from the actual generosity of that. I mean, action. shitty people have done good things. But it doesn't like... just, yeah, it doesn't justify her being a shitty person. Um, it's not, it's not like a freaking video game. Like it's not D and D or whatever, you know, it's not about, There's so not you're chaotic system. neutral. You're, you know what I mean? Like, if you yeah. do more of these and you'll go back down this way. No, no, like just freaking. And also these people are never, they're, they're always too proud to simply apologize or even just put out a statement saying, look, people disagree with me. That's okay. We're not all going to get on on this. Um, show me respect i'll show you respect and we'll move on they can still be challenged based on what the point of view is or the thing that they've put Mm. out into the world of course but at least sort of do that thing of like hey i'm here for discussion but let's not be nasty like say that um obviously depending on what they've said you might very passionately be like fuck you don't be nasty you're denying that i exist but at the same time like I don't know. Maybe you've got you. Maybe you're completely in the right on this one. Like the time for politeness in this shit is over. Like don't don't that, pick a fight I mean, unless you don't pick a fight unless you have to. No, I'm not saying you got don't pick a fight, but defend. You know, stand your ground. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. Like f- fight for your right to party. For but your don't, right. <laughs> don't take the fight to them. Just every time they make a point, make sure to twat it back at them. Just be like, nope, mm. fuck nope, nope, no, 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 go on. Because otherwise you're you... going to end up with like political parties run by posh, tough fucking actors who, who who think everyone's so offended and that the white are so underprivileged and yet <laughs> just, oh God, just Lawrence Fox, man, what a cunt. Sorry, Ooh. carry on. <laughs> oh, fucking Lawrence Fox, man. Such a prick. Such a oh. prick. Um, sorry, I was just looking for, because it reminded me, I don't know if we talked about it, is that letter that a bunch of people signed in support of J.K. Rowling? Yeah, that um, came with some real sort of like disappointing revelations, Disappointing names. Mm, some some um, obvious suspects, but then others were like, oh, now I don't want to like support you either. I mean, Armstrong and Miller? 
Armstrong and like, Miller. Holy shit. Um, you know, just like, why, guys? Tony Robinson, after the fact, made a point of saying, Tony Robinson. I wasn't asked to, to contribute, but I would proudly put my name on that letter. It's like, oh, Tony, uh, no. Griff Reese Jones. You're supposed to have a cunning plan, not a cunting plan. Yeah. Um, Griff Reese Jones, I know. Oh. Uh, he didn't sign that form, but in the days afterwards, John Cleese made it very clear. I mean, John Cleese has always it. been a little bit dodgy. I think. Which sucks because he, he's always been seen as very, like, you know, anti-establishment and calling out people for being twats or yeah. mocking them. And then he says, I mean, God, Roger, uh, I don't know if he signed the letter, but uh, Roger Daltrey Roger is very, um, very, very pro-Brexit and very anti-quote-unquote woke. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, why? Like, yeah, it's not a good look. Oh, do you remember when you hoped you died before you got old? Is it because you could see this coming? And remember, right. don't, and let oh. us not forget Pete Townsend. Where's the book, Pete? Where's the book? <laughs> <laughs> to steal a quote from Gavin and Stacey. Um... Because it never came out, did it? Oh, God. He never ended up writing it after all that. Oh, jeez. Hmm. <laughs> curious, that. Very curious. Oh. Jesus, tonight. Um. Right, let's end on a slightly happier note before we do an email. Yeah. Trailer came out tonight. For, did it? For the next Disney... Classic. It doesn't matter whether it's any good or not, they're going to call it a Disney classic. That's what they so. call it. That's, that's yeah, what the main yeah. canon of releases is. Um, Containing no sequels, except now it has three sequels in it. Yeah. Can you name them? Go. Uh, Incorrect. Rescuers Down Under, Wreck-It Ralph, Ralph Rex Breaks the Internet, and Frozen 2. I was going to get to y- that. You win the consolation prize... This kitchen roll that I blew my nose into before because I couldn't find a tissue. Ow. Thanks. There you go. Uh, now, Keeks has been on a bit <laughs> of a Disney kick recently. So, over the last couple of weeks, she's rewatched um, Beauty and the Beast, Hercules, Hunchback, uh, the, little, the best one, The Little Mermaid, Emperor's <clears throat> New Groove, and Aristocats. Um, well, she hadn't seen that's Arista- a good selection. She hadn't seen Aristocats before, and it's got one of the dis- it's got that disclaimer at the start of it on Disney Plus. Yes, they've been um, putting more of them out this last couple of weeks, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> and, and she didn't, and she was like, oh, okay. And then it wasn't until they got to the scene. We got to the scene in question, the the egg foo young scene. Mm, yes, yeah. And <laughs> she was just like, <laughs> it was a reaction. I'll tell you that she had a strong reaction. <laughs> Um, it was something. <laughs> I'm, glad they, I'm glad they're doing it. We talked about it earlier this year. Like, t- have the balls to either take stuff out and explain why a scene's missing, or put a disclaimer at the top and yeah. say, "This is wrong." Just to let you know it's in here. Here's your warning. Go. I'm, I'm like, generally in favor of this stuff being available. Uh, for archival purposes yeah but it should have that concept especially if you're buying especially if you're buying that service specifically for this this back catalog catalog content if netflix want to take chunks or episodes of like little britain off off of streaming 
sure, because you don't go to Netflix mm. for Little Britain, but you go to Disney Plus for the Disney catalogue. Yeah. So, like, keep it there, but make sure people know this contains something shitty. We just wanted to warn you. <sighs> It is not reflective of the company or the people who work his beliefs now. Well, also... Here here it is for contextual purposes. The other difference you've got there is that a lot of that Disney stuff, which has problematic elements to it, is 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 generally pretty good, if not very good. Whereas Little Britain's yeah. Little Britain. So, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> fuck, fuck Little Britain. Um, I keep seeing David Walliam books at work and David Walliam's merch like for his books. And I'm just being like... You really fucking wish you were Roald Dahl, don't you? Do you know what's really, really fun? You really wish you were Roald Dahl. Oh, I mean, right down to the illustrator illustrating like Quentin Blake, like the same style of illustration on the covers. It's really, really weird. It's, it's very upsetting. Um, and I greatly encourage anybody to go onto Twitter and just search David Walliam's books and shit, or David Walliam's books awful, David Walliam's books problematic. And just read, like, the mums and dads who've had to get their kids these books and read them, having discussions about, like, what is this shite? Like, it's teaching our kids to, like, hate homeless people. And it's, like, obviously the books aren't, like, lacened with propaganda or intent, but there's a lot of awful caricaturing in there that you're like, oh, so he's just still writing Little Britain sketches, but aimed Mm. at children now. That's weird. And somehow is like the most beloved author in the country for children. Yeah, I, fact, I parents who read these books go, these are terrible. I, 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 I'm looking forward to like ten years from now, kids who read his books in their late teens, early twenties, doing like video essays on YouTube. Yeah, where they start going. We read these when we were younger, and I've looked back at it, and the hell is this? And just like really going in depth on it all, and because good God, just why? Why? It's just a lot, isn't it? Yeah. It's a lot. Um, What's the trailer for, Matt? <laughs> the trailer is for Raya and the Last Dragon. Ermagur. Is this where which... Mushu ended up? Did Mushu fall out of the, the, the live-action Mulan's pre-production and land in this movie? All right, I'm going to read your plot synopsis. All right. If there isn't a dragon in this, I'm going to be very disappointed or subverted. In a realm known as Lumandra, a reimagined I'm earth out. inhabited... I'm out. I'm out. An, I don't like realms. ...by an ancient civilization, a warrior named Raya is determined to find the last dragon. Is that it? No, that's, that's all there is on IMDb. Basically, it's right. um, <laughs> it's a sort of... It looks like a sort of alternate uh, Southeast Asia setting, and the various kingdoms are, are at each other's throats... And to restore peace, Raya sets out to find the last dragon and um, and use them to get enlist their help in bringing peace to the realms. So it's the um, last unicorn, but with a dragon. It's it's Avatar, the last airbender. Um, but with a dragon. But with a dragon. More dragons? Um, is there a dragon in it? Is there a dragon in Avatar? Or does someone's bending skill look like a dragon? Uh, or am I thinking of a completely different anime? Def- there's definitely someone's bending skill looks like... No, there are dragons. There are dragons. Okay, that's Um <laughs> Worth a watch, man. Last Airbender's fucking great. Not the movie, the movie's fucking terrible. Oh, um, yeah, God. Yeah. This week, this so, week Jesus, I know. Oh, so, oh, Lord. New trailer came out for that today. Good two minute look. CGI? Yeah, it's CGI. Uh, looks great. Cowards? It's, um, yeah. Oh, I watched Princess and the Frog finally. 
as part oh, of it's Geek's, good, isn't it? Um, uh, sort of Disney uh, revisit. It's fucking amazing. It's lovely, isn't it? It's and, sort of it feel it feels like had they done at least one more musical after the Renaissance, it feels yeah. like it belongs with sort of like Atlantis and Tarzan and like, but but a musical from that run. It just um, had yeah. me watching it, going, "Oh man, I wish they still made hand drawn animated films. This is so gorgeous." Oh, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. I yeah. mean, it's weird. It's weird that the first prominently lead black Disney princess and animated film character spends most of the movie as a small green frog. But, but, damn gorgeous voice. And while we're at it, Keith David's Doctor Facilier is yes. the last of the great. Is the last of the great Disney villains. He's yes. so good. He's so good. Um. Um. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we've got. So this is written by Adele Lim and uh, I apologize if I butcher this name, uh, Chi Gayan, um, who I believe I think he is Vietnamese, Vietnamese at least. Uh, directed by Don Hall and Carlos Lopez Estrada. So we got Moana pedigree here, um, yeah. and starring Kelly Marie Tran as Raya. Oh, and Aquafina as Sisu, the dragon. Um, okay, okay. I am. Oh, so the trailer you J- get just on the casting of Kelly Marie Kelly Marie Tran alone. I'm like, I want to give this some money. I want to give this some money. Mostly just to fuck off well, all the... those really irritating. I'm a Star Wars fan, but I hate Chinese people. People. The tra- the, tra- the trailer is oh, they're not Chinese. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the the trailer is um, giving you uh, some voiceover from Raya, sort of establishing the setting. There's a sort of action sequence of her infiltrating an ancient temple with traps and stuff, and enlisting the help of her uh, pet armadillo. Um, oh, they're even sticking with the cute animal sidekicks. Oh yes, God damn it. Um, uh, no. I, lo- I love and hate the tropes. I no, love and hate them. <laughs> no word on who's voicing the armadillo, but I'll bet my hat it's Alan Tudyk. Um, oh, Alan Tudyk, yeah. Uh, <laughs> It'll be freaking Alan Tudyk. Yeah, and she gets she gets to the center of the temple and has to fight a, a warrior. And there's some really cool looking action stuff. And then we get some other stuff of her rolling through a desert on the back of her now giant armadillo. Of course. Okay. So I'm sold. <laughs> it it looks pretty fucking good. It looks pretty action heavy. It centering a female again, a female lead. It's centering people of colour with production team and writing and cast. And it's out next year. And it's mostly been produced in remotely. Mm-hmm. So cause it just Entering production in March. Damn, that's still quite when, a quick turnaround for CGI yeah, picture. So, but the trailer's out. It looks good. I'm, 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 in, I'm intrigued by it. I'm. I, I think it's definitely taking some cues from Avatar in the way it sort mm. of reuses, uh, like South, uh, South Asian and East Asian, um, aesthetics and. Uh, trappings and sort of transplants them into a more fantasy setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm I'm here I'm here for that. I think that's a that's that's cool because so much of fantasy is 
Europe-centric, so Eurocentric. Um, and when in those kind of fantasies, when like African or Asian uh, settings turn up, they tend to be bad guys or needlessly exoticized. Um, yes, I'm looking at you, J.I.R. Tolkien. <laughs> um, so you started it. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm 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 intrigued, and yeah, Kelly Marie Tran. Love it. You love to see it. Um right, let's finish with an email before Oh before 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 we push on, just ooh, just ooh, before ooh, I forget. Ooh, 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 um ooh, ooh, ooh. you know that incredible video game that you can't wait to pick up the Avengers. Oh yeah, the, the uh, Marvel's we were, Avengers. We were actually talking case. about before this podcast. Because I'd yeah, forgotten it's... it existed, and then no, once right. again we forgot it existed. <laughs> It's not that long a story. I just wanted to update people on the wonderful world of the ongoing live service that is the Avengers. Yeah, it's not a video not game. It up yet, it's a live service. Anybody who's not picked it up yet, you might want to pick it up now because, oh, we things are kicking right off. Okay. So you know how every <laughs> month they were going to release... They're going to release new story packs with new characters, kickstarting off with October's release of Kate Bishop, the second Hawkeye, with a story map that leads into uh, November's... Uh, new character and, and story missions, Clint Barton Hawkeye, before moving on to a wealth of different superpowered uh, Marvel characters from December onwards. Yeah, well, sure. we're not getting Kate Bishop this month. Uh, Kate Bishop has been delayed, as has everything for the online ongoing live service, except for the Clone Labs, which opened up, which is just more of the same old shit. Yeah, um, I'll be like in a slightly different most room. of the combat set scenarios in that game in some kind of aim lab. Yeah. Aim lab or aim corridors. They're all exactly the same, and now there's a clone lab. But don't worry, don't worry, see, don't worry. We're still going to get their stuff, just possibly two months late. Cool. Because the PS5 and Xbox uh, Series X, is that the main console? Yeah, the Series yeah. S is the smaller one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The Xbox the Xbox Series bleh, and PS5 uh, versions are being worked on because they're getting upgraded. Like the, the, the PS4 version is being used as a base map for more detail, enhanced sound and visuals, and this, that, and the other for the next generation release for those who are waiting to get it on there. They have at least confirmed that it's now one of the few games with a um, certified free upgrade for PS4 players uh, yep. on the PS4, PS systems. So if I were to take my PS4 copy and put it in the hard disk version of the PS5, I will be able to play it to PS5 spec. Yay. Put it in the drive. A bit of money's worth there. So that's that's decent. It's why I'm getting Miles Morales in November and not waiting until we get a PS5. Because I'm like, no, I want to play that now and then I can replay it as an upgrade on the PS5 later. And also, do, do, you, that way do you really want the new Peter? No, I do not. Smooth that's a whole other podcast. like a dolphin's underbelly. Um, oh, God. But uh, they're working hard on that, which means they're not working hard on the current bug fixes for this generation which means that because they've said it's partially due to coronavirus and having to work remotely yeah. and it's like, like sure is, sure but a lot of devs are being hit by that and like there's nothing they can do about that that's just gonna, delays are gonna happen because of that stuff but what you should do then is put back the next gen release of the game just schedule it back mm. um and put all of your like primary effort into making the current one, which is what you need to make money on, the best ongoing experience it can be. Starting with, oh, I don't know, releasing a Snyder new thing um, within a month and a half of your game's release. Think about yeah. that. Within a month and a half of the game's release, there's a clone lab. Wow. Wow. And 
as an apology for the delay, they're going to give everyone a bunch of uh, credits on each of the different um, in-game currencies to help buy, like, enough to buy, like, one legendary something of each stall. Mm. So it's like, cool, that's that's a nice gesture, but people bought this because they wanted to, like, carry on and see what it was going to keep giving them every month. And you're making them wait, which means that this game might be dead already completely. Because as of a week and a half ago, the amount of Steam users playing the game, full stop, not much playing it online, playing the game about a week and a half before this recording, was less than 700 worldwide. Fucking hell! That is a AAA release from early September that is meant to be an ongoing live service, like Destiny Destiny 2, like Anthem. Well, yeah, it is like Anthem. Yeah, it is. They delivered an incomplete experience. They're making people wait like crazy for what comes next. And I'm frightened now because I was like, I'm going to keep it around because I want to see what all the month, like each month's thing is like. Like, let's give it a try. I've not been tempted to go back in and play on any maps until whatever the next thing is comes out because there are much more fun things to play. What do you mean you're not playing the clone labs? No, Matthew. But at this point, I'm like, even if I trade this in, I think that if I go in, if I go into town, my first proper journey into central Manchester since the start of the year, outside of a taxi ferry direct to a job thing, if I do that and I walk masked up and everything just into game and I've travelled into into town to hand the people at game a trade-in copy of Marvel's Avengers for the PS4, I have a feeling that they will just stop there, tut, politely ask me to leave, and then close the store. (laughs) Either because they're disappointed that my one journey into town in these dangerous times was to return that game, or because they already have way too many copies of the pre-owned section and taking on another one seems completely nonsensical to them. Let me see what it's going for on CEX. Boy's going to look Let it up, do his research. Uh, um, for those who don't know, Marvel's Avengers came out in expensive. September, and it's shite. Yeah. Um, We're still a new title. Still a new title, and it's still a new title with ongoing content. Like, keep in mind, GTA V only ever dropped below, like, £30 in 2018, and that's um, f- five years after the PS3 version was released, and uh, four years after the ps4 version hey, was released they're, they're still... and the reason and the reason for that was because the online community for gta is still so big ongoing and continuous with its events and stories and all these other things that there was no need there was no justification to drop the price of gta 5 down to like a discount price because hey it's still an ongoing thing we want to get like the most out of it they're still so... selling it for 40 quid you still you can still Christ. get 30 quid credit for it you can get 26 Jeez. quid in cash. 26 quid. True. 26 quid's worth of gold hard cash. Yeah, but like, CEX still haven't apologised for those sexual harassment suits. So. Yeah, there is that. Not in a rush. Not yeah, in a rush. There is Until that. I need some cheapo PlayStation Move controllers. I am not in a rush. Uh, just get it off the website, it's fine. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Time for our semi-regular... Time Lord Victorious check-in. 
the oh, uh, no. the the event we're not paying any attention to. But luckily, we have a man on the ground. It's kneecap down the time lord, victorious man. Kneecap down the time lord, victorious man. He's got kneecaps and a plan to enjust the time lord, victorious event. He's 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 here, he's here and he's saying hello, my dears. He's here and he's saying, I understand why you're not into the event and why anyone else would be put off. Even I can't absorb all of it as I'm a poor, humble uni student myself. That said, I'm happy to take up the call and try and break it down for ye. So it's funny you should mention last time that you wished there were three main releases. As there pretty much is. (laughs) For the eighth Doctor, Big Finish Audios, He Kills Me, He Kills Me Not, The Enemy of My Enemy, and Mutually Assured Destruction. The Ninth Doctor has the the DWM comic Monstrous Beauty. Uh, the Tenth Doctor, and also the main event itself, you could just read those novels and get the main story, has the BBC novels The Night, The Fool, and The Dead, and All Flesh is Grass. Um, listen, that's not three main releases. <laughs> that's six different pieces of media. But based on that recommendation from Dan Dan the Kneecap Man... Yes. The good was it the good, the fool, and the dead? Uh, the two Tenth Doctor novels, so the night, the fool, and the dead, and all flesh the night, is grass. the fool, and the dead, and all flesh is grass are that's the main time of victorious. Yeah, that's the that is it. So does it begin and end with those two novels, and everything else is just stuff that happens I around? Because still, if that's the case, if that's the case, I'll pick up those two books when they're a bit cheaper and go sure. Like let's let's read this. I'm curious. I'll read. I'll read that. I'll believe but, they're still on. It's still ongoing. Oh Jesus! So, uh, if you want a bit more than the main, uh, <sighs> I'm including. I mean, I'm the main extra I'm indulging in is the Titan comic release, Defender of the Daleks, which I imagine connects to the YouTube series, which is free and easily accessible if you want a sample. And don't it look it! Um, if you get really invested <laughs> and fancy some merch, then Eagle Moss are doing some figurines. Uh, the magazines include short stories, but don't seem to have any big impact. They're just bonuses. If you want the figurines themselves, um, the extra stuff all seems very ancillary. I mean, no rush to get it, so don't worry about it if it puts you off the core stuff. I hope this helps everyone considering dipping a toe into the event. As previously said, I recommend it as it's an interesting story we should have gotten on TV. But if you can't bite the bullet, then that's more than understandable. All the best, my lovelies. Any further updates, and I'll deliver another report. If not, then I'll email again soon when I have something interesting to say. It could be some time. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> we think you're interesting. Uh, and Damn we it, think, kneecap man. And we think you're interesting at home. So don't forget, you can send us your missives. Uh, actually, they don't even have to be interesting. They just have to be entertaining. Um, actually, they don't even have to be entertaining. <laughs> they're two, diff- they just have they're to two be different things. Uh, look at the state of current. Look at the state of current British comedy. Yes. they're two different things. Two different things. <laughs> uh, ooh, Except for ghosts, a, which is wonderful. Ghost hey, is absolutely incredible. Comedy is a strong word for for spitting image. Uh, you can oh, send us Jesus. your missives oh. at um, bigdamncontact at gmail.com. You can also get hey. us at bigdamncast on Twitter. Don't forget <gasps> to check out uh, Big Damn Stream on Twitch for some <laughs> streamy business. Uh, I'll be sweet ass double bills every Monday and Friday. Yes, I'll be finish. I'll be trying to finish Alien Isolation over the next couple of weeks, so that <laughs> should be entertaining. We're re- going back to the origins of yeah. all of this. All of this Back began this with in isolation. Um, I'm fucking terrible at it. It's so hard. 
Um, you get so and- invested, it's nuts. Like you stop talking and you're just like, fuck, fuck, oh, saw me. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm right back there. I'm right back in 2015. Fuck. <laughs> um, Don't touch me. Uh, so, so yeah, head us over on, uh, on Twitch and we've got this Patreon thing, but don't give us any money because, you know, you need it more than we do. Um, but if you do want to give us money, I mean, it's patreon.com you know, yeah. forward slash Big Downcast. Uh, you know, like, we, 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 need, we need it too. Like, well, boys got to pay for some ice cream, you know. Yeah. We've, we've at least got to pay for the storage space of the show. Yeah, so, like, yeah, help it's us getting out with that there, one. Uh, 226 <laughs> episodes in, it's getting up there. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of it around. There's a lot of it about. So... How's that out, boys? That's um. <laughs> That's it for another week. Um Fuck off. Yeah, but like in a nice way. Yeah, in a nice way. <laughs> Piss off, Russ. <laughs> <laughs>